Take the money and run. Live coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor. Tonight we are joined by Andy, Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we're also joined by Alex. Alex, how you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here with the episode nine recap show. And uh, good God, um, I don't know how you guys feel about this episode, but I was not a fan of tonight's episode. Uh, I know a lot happened that dictated the game uh, for the future, but like to me, it sucked. Like, it was boring. Uh, and yes, before I address other things, Ryan McCord, uh, yes, I am back from the Redemption House. Uh, hand up, that was completely my fault. And on top of that, I'd like to make a bigger apology to Stir the Pod uh, for not making a video, uh, not giving an MVP, not giving an LVP. Uh, that was very selfish of me. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We learn from our mistakes here at STP. Uh, I... I take full responsibility, and if I need to be in another uh, a ban or something, I'll own up to that. That is completely fine to the discretion of Andy and Alex. But with that being said, let's hear your opinions of tonight's episode. Andy, Alex, we'll start off with Alex tonight on tonight's EP. I, wow. I, liked, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, we didn't have anybody go home, which I feel like if you would have told us before tonight, like nobody gets eliminated, nobody goes home. That'd kind of be part of the recipe for a bad episode. But I just think, you know, a lot of stuff happened. I think they planted a lot of different seeds. I enjoyed the mini final. That's always a classic. Um, but, you know, the fact that the the game has changed. This changes everything. We finally got that. We got the draft at the end of the episode. We have two new teams formed. And I just think with these long seasons, you have to do that. You have to kind of split it up into two different seasons almost. Like if we would have had tonight the regular format, you know, Fezzi, Mariah win, they send in four teams, Horacio and Olivia go in and they beat Nelson and Norris. Like it's not that not that interesting. There's not uh, – it just kind of keeps us on the same average middle of the season track, whereas I feel like now we got a new spark. We got the midseason trailer after the episode. So it's kind of part two of the season. and. I really enjoyed tonight. Andy, your thoughts? Yeah, I think last week, Alex, you compared this to, not Trev, because you were gone, um, but Alex compared last week's episode to a move the chain. Trev. We lost audio. Unmute him. I didn't mute him. Can you not hear me? No. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hello? My hands are here. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Did you hear what I said about last week? No. No, it was gone. As soon as you spoke, it was gone. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, last week, Alex compared that episode, not Trev, because he wasn't on it. But um, Alex, am I gone again? No, you're no, good. No, you're there. Ah, you guys are just shaking me off. Um, last week, it was a move the chains episode. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm I'm done. Last week was move the chains. This was second and one Hail Mary. This was uh, like, we don't just want to get a first down. We want to totally throw something new in there. And that's what this was. And I really liked it because it was such a change in pace of the normal EPs that we've been having. It wasn't the same old song and dance. There were some still, you know, similarities that we'll get into. But I liked it. It was big curveball. And like Alex said, and like TJ said, this changes everything. Yeah, but okay. Can we just dive right into the format? I feel like this podcast, we can kind of just go all over the place. But let's, I, I really just want to talk about the this format, kind of skipping ahead. Because to me, it makes no sense. Like, why not just keep it consistent with the teams? And let's say Fezzi wins, like before. 
Uh, and why don't we just do and them voting in four teams? What if it's just a house vote instead? Like they pick one team to go in first in deliberation, and then it's a house vote. I don't understand why we got to get throw all these curveballs, all this bullshit in front of us, and we can just keep it straight, keep it forward. And the different curveball is staying with your team and playing their cards, so you know who votes in. Do yeah. you think? Like, I understand there was too much power with these teams winning, but now it's just dumb with now, like, I mean, realistically, next week for an elimination, are we going to get, like, one guy goes home, one girl goes home? Are we going to get a pair, like, of, like, a team where it's, like, you know, Nani working with Jordan? Is that a new team in the elimination that goes in? Like, I don't like that. Yeah, here's the thing. I think the new format, there's a lot of risk to it because it could be a dud. It could be something that we don't like. And what I'm what I'm personally assuming is going to be the case is that it's going to be a very bloodlines-esque format where, you know, you have your ride or die in every episode. Somebody is like, let's say next episode, Nelson goes into elimination because it's a guy's one and Nelson faces some guy on the other team. Nelson loses. He goes home and Narice, who's on the team that's not, didn't lose. She goes home too. And so that's I'm assuming dumb. It's, it's dumb. And I hate that. I hated the bloodlines format for, a lot of different reasons. People would lose on purpose, things like that. And so if it ends up being like that, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like the episodes as they're happening. Um, and, you know, it's not like I trust the challenge producers to get it right because they blow these things all the time. I just think right now, in the moment, we needed a shakeup. And that's what this is. Yeah. I have no faith that they're going to pull it off right. But if they do, then I think this is all going to be worth it. But like, so you're telling me, blood. Correct me if I'm wrong. Realistically, we could have an elimination that could be Nani versus Olivia on the far side, uh, because they're both on separate teams. Where it could be Nani. We'll just use the elimination where it's her getting tied to a chair, essentially, right? You're telling me bananas could go home because Nani doesn't get out of a chair first, realistically, and he's not even in the elimination, and he's yeah. on the other team. So that's, what, that's the dumbest on. thing. That makes no sense. Well. Hold on. I, I interpreted just the messaging very much differently than what you guys are saying. Because TJ said like two or three times, it's important to win the dailies. I think it's going to be a scenario where the losing the winning team, the entire team's safe. And then on the losing team, it could be girl against girl, guy against guy. TJ said it like three times, you want to win the dailies. So yeah. I think whoever big team wins the dailies, I think they're safe. But what's the point at this, you, you know, we're halfway done with the season, or we, God, we hope so, uh, before the Redemption House comes out. Um, why why name the season Ride or Die? Like, if you're promoting the season to be you and your partner for the first ever time, and now you're going, because in that scenario, Andy, if, if Bananas is safe and he can't go home and Nani goes home, like, he has no Ride or Die anymore in the game. I feel like you're blowing up the game completely. Well, let's not overlook the fact that this could have very much been just a format of rider dies to have a new way to bring people in where there's some sort of rhyme or reason as to why Mariah is on the show or Casey's brothers on the show. I don't think he has a first name, but like it could be a way for them to just pull from people by saying, yeah, this is so-and-so they're my ride or die as opposed. And like, think about like, was it double agents, like double agents, like all, I, I I personally don't read in the names too much because it's all just a bunch of bullshit in my mind. Yeah, but I feel like there's like obviously Andy, it's like it's like rivals two, rivals one. Like some rivals are finessed. Where I mean, like Jordan and Anissa, are they really a ride or die? I completely understand that. Well, when you're talking like Casey and her brother, when you're talking bananas and not, I mean, there's history to that. Like you're promoting yeah. those people too. I mean, you literally have people in relationships over that to me it's just like it, it just it, it rubs me the wrong way where we're promoting this entire season for that and now we're like you and don't get me wrong they could bring it back like the teams but it, it, it's weird to me that the challenge is like you know bananas is like i i really want nani to win her first ring this is why i'm doing it blah 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 and now essentially they're not together anymore agreed and that's what i don't like so let, let's keep this uh podcast going obviously there's some other events going on right now so is that it Opening thoughts, we'll go real fast into it. Uh, the streak continues. What else is new? I think it was a little hash or a little asterisk next to it. Olivia walked in first. Horacio was not next. I think it was Narice hugging Olivia, but uh, but yeah, that was a, a quick segment uh, for that. Alex, 
with your good old streak. Love to see that. Um, moving on, uh, we had a we had the classic foreshadowing. We had more foreshadowing with Narice, Jordan. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Fezzy, you're missing the biggest one. What? Fezzy was the first confessional, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I really, I really want to win oh, yeah. this. I really need to prove myself." And I texted our group chat at 8.02, two minutes into the episode. And I said, Fezzy wins the daily. And guess what happens? Fezzy wins the daily. It's obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, he's what, – what's our thoughts on him, honestly, this season now? I, I know, Andy, you've had the love-hate relationship. This was kind of the first moment this year where I've kind of been like, what the fuck about him? Like, I felt like he's kind of flown under the radar. Hasn't really, you know, ruffled our feathers. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I mean, there was that like one episode early on where Faisal came out and I was like, you know what? This Faisal guy isn't the worst. And then he's right back in the same old Fezzy and this episode cemented it. He's a piece of shit. He thinks he's the best thing that's ever been like, that's ever happened to the challenge. I hate him. I think I've given him LVP once or twice already this season. Definitely some honorable mentions. He sucks. And this episode fully cemented everything, I think. And I know we saw him crying early on in the EP. And I don't think it's crazy to think that me ranking him dead last in my power rankings from a season or two ago is still bugging him. Yeah. So did I break Fezzi? Maybe. Maybe you I, did. I, I think Fezzy, for me, he's become so unlikable that I almost kind of smirk at it. I almost kind of smirk at it ever since he started to kind of like lean in to the fact that he's a giant douchebag. And, you know, you it, now his character is kind of like he has these moments where it's like, you know, he's wants to go by this name because of what it means. And he's crying and he's sensitive and all these stuff, all these things. And then the next thing he says is, oh, I was DMing a girl from Australia. And you're like, all right, he is still a douchebag deep down. And that's why we all hated him from the first from the first place. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's just classic Fezzy at this point. That's who he is. He's a douchebag. But I don't mind it. But he's an introvert. All right. Moving on. Um, I mean, like we said, there was just a bunch of love in the air. You know, we saw all that. We saw Bananas and Mariah. We saw the whole Jordan kind of flirting with Tori to an extent, but really Narice is his uh, girl. Um, anything else? I don't really think anything. Um, I think we got our first confessional of Kenny of the season uh, with Casey. I didn't even know they were on the season. I kind of forgot they were. Um, they kind of almost, I thought they got sent home with COVID. Kenny hasn't so, been on since the whole Tanya toothbrush thing. All right. So moving forward, uh, we go to the challenge, and uh, we just had the good old uh, where they got to run six miles. They got to do, you know, three different puzzles, essentially. Um, you know, it's one of those challenges where it's entertaining for sure. It's, it's kind of like the the pre, like, you get to see who's who's the top dog and you know obviously moving forward like fezzy kind of dominated it but uh were we surprised with any of the teams and how they finished uh obviously i think the first message that was sent in our chat was by andy uh with we all know who's going to finish last uh and you were wrong so um i'm surprised by that uh i was surprised by bananas performance very smirk city but uh any other surprises or anything about this elimination, Alex? Do you want to talk about? Yeah, so this challenge. This challenge, uh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I liked it. I mean, there were some bananas, I think, was the biggest surprise. Um, Fezzi and Nelly were kind of leading the pack, which isn't too surprising. I mean, they're just both, like, good teams. They're not amazing. But overall, where I'm at with this challenge tonight was I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked the mini final. But I almost wish that, like, they did more and people were more exhausted. Like I feel like in the past, um, when you do the mini final, it's like you have teams breaking down, you have teams yelling at each other. And maybe part of it is because, you know, last place doesn't really mean anything these days. And so there's not like as much incentive if you're not first, I don't know. But 
so part that my first instinct is like, you know, I wish you would have seen more. I wish it would have been grueling longer. But then I was like, the segment of the episode of the daily took a really long time. So I wouldn't necessarily want it any longer of the, a longer portion of the episode. I just think they could have done better of making the actual challenge a little tougher for everybody. What did we I, think uh, about our go ahead, Andy? Well, we did see some breakdown in teams turning on, the, on each other with um, Horacio and Olivia. We did see just a little bit of that, but it was just a little taste. Um, I was not a fan of this daily. Um, I do like the, you know, mini finale as it's known around my apartment. But um, what I didn't like is <coughs> with all of the different puzzles and everything, I couldn't keep track of anything. Like I was almost like checked out during the daily because like, I just didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't care. Like the only thing that was keeping me alive was like when it would say like past this checkpoint or in first place. And then kind of to your point of only first place matters after like the first two puzzles, it seemed like it was literally just like Fezzi versus Nelly. And I didn't really like, it would show like clips of them on puzzle a and then clips of someone else on puzzle B and then someone else on puzzle C. And I was just like, I don't care. Like this is way too hard for me to follow. There's two teams in contention. Just tell me who wins. Yeah. It just, it, it just seems like they're trying too much. They're doing too much. Like, can't we just do where you run two miles and then you run f- instead of running two more miles or whatever, doing another thing? Why don't you go swimming for something? Why, why don't we do the classic, you know, mini triathlon to an extent? So it's not just all running. Like, you know, I, I think one of the best versions of this that they did was the free agents one, the free agents finale, where you kind of had a mix of everything. In there i mean it was it was a running portion but it was also hiking where hiking is completely different than you know just running a mile on you know flat surface so i don't know i just feel like they could have done a better job with it and you know at the end of the day the number one problem that i have with the show about why is everything a puzzle like then the same damn things i i really think they go into like a a dh gate or a walmart and just search puzzles and they just buy them in bulk, and here we go for the next 10 seasons of the challenge, you know, kind of thing. So anything else from this uh, daily challenge? I'm good. No, okay. So Tej, uh kind of said in that moment, you know, um, you do not want to go home now, ask, uh, you know, this is the nitty-gritty, this is, this is the time uh, where they kind of put in teams – uh, where they have to be put in teams now. Uh, this is no more ride or dies. Everybody's like, oh, shit, what does that mean? What does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing too crazy. Um, then we go back to the house, uh, and um, we can chalk another one up for the board, the club. Uh, love to see that. Um, I think we're at eight clubs out of nine episodes. I think we've only missed one. And we also had a double club, but we don't count that. But eight of nine episodes right now of being at the club. I think the over-under was 13 and a half. I could be wrong on that. But looking so. pretty solid. And a half, yeah. So at the club, uh, not really much happened at it. It was just mostly just thing that we really saw was Amber kind of um, – what's his name? Chauncey, who I forgot was even on the season too. It was kind of like, you know, this is your time to – you know, be on your own, uh, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, it's just kind of the after effects of hearing the news of you're not going to be in a team. You're, you guys aren't going to be pairs anymore. Uh, can, I, can I just ask a question to the two of you? Blow me. Am I the only one who misses when, like, going out to the club used to mean something in a sense of they would go out and they would get blacked out drunk and then they'd come back and cause chaos? Am I the only one that misses that? Because, like, they're doing the club so often, and I think it's more so the people they're bringing on than the environment they're putting them in. But, like, I miss, like, seeing Tony Reigns after the club when it's just, like, lights on, no one's home. Or, like, the Camillinator. Like, I miss seeing those people go to the club, hit it hard. I mean, like, postigate. I mean, it's, it's just, like, you miss that. Like, I miss that a lot in terms of them continuously going out to the club. Could not agree more. And while you bring up Postigate and Tony Reigns, I think the question that we all got to be asking is like, 
when can Tony Reigns come back onto the challenge? I mean, that dude is just born to be on the challenge. It's it's heartbreaking not to see him. And even Shane, too. I know we don't really talk about that, that too much. So, uh, you know, I'd love to see both of those guys back. Yeah, I feel like the collective mindset of the group when they go out to the club has just done a complete 180. I feel like back mm-hmm. in the day, it was like, oh, we're all going out to the club so that we can forget about the game. We're not going to yeah. talk about it. And that would lead to, you know, some drunk hookups, some drunk fights. And even when the game got brought up, it was usually in a fashion where, you know, they're going, they're taking the bus back home. And the the team that's kind of on the chopping block, they got a little popped and they're getting mad and they know that their days are numbered and they're screaming at the team in power. That's when, like, the game is actually fun to talk about when you're going out. Whereas, you know, these past seasons, it's like they're going out to the club and all they're doing is talking about the game. Like they're sitting, you know, at separate tables, having like one drink and saying, you know, here's my plan. What are you guys thinking? No, Casey, Josh, come here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm Fezzy. Like, what do you guys think I should do? And like, that's kind of what it's like. So there's no like debauchery that's happening. Yeah. And I think that's the, the biggest issue, like you said, was we just need to get the right people on the show. Now, like it's too much of these America got talent idols of the world. Like you, you got it. You got to scrap. You got to You got to get the, the Tony Reigns of the world back on the show. So moving forward, just after the club, we kind of got a quick little scene with uh, with uh, Jordan and Narice kind of like just laying together, kind of cuddling together. And then you kind of saw the after effect with Tori kind of pissed off. Uh, you know, kind of sitting by the, you know, bonfire-esque spot and just kind of, you know, just hashing it out with Devin saying like, this is, you know, bullshit, blah, 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 and all this stuff. You know, looking at, at it from Tori's perspective, you know, I feel like Jordan um, probably didn't handle it the best way. Like if I'm Jordan, like I probably wouldn't, flirt with Tori with like the whole wrestling and stuff like that just be up front and I would say hey look I'm looking at Nuri's like our like blah 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 you know that that's what I'm looking at um but no he kind of I don't want to say he dealt played both of them to an extent but like he definitely has feelings still for Tori uh and you know I just think he handled the situation completely wrong <laughs> so I would have just addressed it right out of the gate any thoughts on those two with the whole uh- Nuri's tr- I think you're spot on. Like, I was hoping for something like this to happen where, you know, we get the drama of those two feeling like they're getting back together and then, like, kind of a bomb drops. This was kind of a very minor bomb. I would say, like, not quite like a nuke in Modern Warfare, maybe like a Predator missile. Um, But if Jordan would have told her, and, like, we found out later in the EP that, like, they were, like, laying together and and – like laying naked together and like cuddling and saying, I love you and everything like that. Like Jordan was very much playing both sides of it. And it did feel like, especially after he kept talking about it, that it was very much out of spite. Like once it got right down to it, he like snapped and was like, Oh, so like, it wouldn't be nice. Like seeing someone else with their ex and like all this stuff. And it was very much like, all right, now you're like bringing shit in from the past that, Tori obviously said, like, oh, we've talked about this. I've apologized for this. But Jordan, like, was always having it in the back of his mind. So after the, like, almost, like, honeymoon factor of her being back on the show, it was, all right, I'm going to go back to Norris and, like, kind of get even on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, the fact that we're talking about Jordan, Norris, and Tori – for one, it's good TV. It's something that we can talk about. It's a talking point. And, you know, I think, Trev, you said it best. And we're like, if Jordan was just, let's say, flirting with Norris tonight and that was it, I don't think he's totally in the wrong. Maybe, you you know, if he's – depends on how intentional he's doing it in front of Tori. You know, maybe he makes, like, a conscious effort to not be in the same room. That would be, you know, better for Jordan. But I don't think it's necessarily that. It's the fact that we saw – Jordan wrestling with his ex-fiance earlier in the episode. And we saw Tori later on say that, you know, she was naked in his bed and like all of these things telling, telling her that he loved her. And so it's like, it's that part that then makes, you know, the flirting with another girl that much worse because it's like, you're messing with Tori's head. Obviously they have such a, 
you know, a deep history together. But at the end of the day, selfishly, I'm okay with watching that on my TV because it's entertaining. I want to see more of it. You know, I want to see Tori could maybe, what about Horatio? You know, she could go for him next episode. Who or knows? Fezzy. Or Fezzy. She's done that before. That would be bonkers. That's what kind of drove the nail in them, right? So, I mean, I, w- I, would, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing this little love triangle turn into a square, a pentagon, hexagon. I'm in for it. Let me ask you this. If if Tori goes with Fezzi, it seems like she's then got the upper hand, and then Jordan obviously wants to get a second upper hand back. Um, does he go <coughs> for Nisa? Jesus Christ! All right, I'll just act like that wasn't even said. He'd have to get sprayed down with the hose. All right. Anything else with this whole love triangle that could possibly become a square? Nothing. I think we're going to be talking about it a week from now. I'm sure we will because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so, so we go to the we go to the actual room. Uh, what it's the zone, right? Is that what it's called? The zone. The zone. Uh, so we go to the zone. We do a classic coin toss. For the first pick, which is kind of smirk. Was that uh, the first ever challenge coin toss? I think I've. I think there has to have been one coin toss before. There has to be. I. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a coin toss before, like somebody going first. I feel like there may have been a coin toss about like. Like, I don't know if, if the three of us are in a limit or like up for elimination and we have to like, we're kind of working together where we have to pick one of us to go in. I feel like we've seen something like that before, but I don't know if like, like a physical Tiege has ever actually like flipped like, a coin that has like, you know, caused somebody to get an advantage or a disadvantage. Not sure. Ryan Cords writes in the chat, no, they use to coin. I don't remember. Might have to get our challenge historian on that and see what the probability of a heads or tails was on every episode. So, moving forward, we have to draft draft order. Yes. So, Fezzi and Mariah were our two captains. Fezzi with the first pick. He goes with Casey. Not not, Not a surprise pick by any means. So, he goes Casey. Mariah goes Jordan with the next. So Mariah gets Kenny, their partners. Uh, and then Mariah goes Jordan. So Fezzi gets Anissa. And then this is where it kind of opens up a little bit. Who's going to get who? Um, Fezzi, well, one, I think BME definitely dropped the ball on this. I don't understand why it's not a snake draft. Uh, just a classic mix-up. Well, like, I was I – was- I mean, the draft as it is, I was already getting lost. I was very much lost in the snake. And it like, wasn't a, it, it, why, I don't understand why didn't it, why did they not just go? It still would have played out the exact same way, like different different um, order of when the people got drafted. But it would have just been Mariah picking a guy, then a girl, then a guy, then a girl, then a guy, and a girl. Yeah, and like back to back orders. I don't understand why they kept going back and forth like that. Well, and that was something I could not figure out even until the last pick of whose pick it was and are they picking a guy or a girl. Like, I couldn't follow this draft at all. I thought the daily made me confused. At the end of this, I was like, am I slowly turning into Nelly T by watching him like every Wednesday night? Like, I was so taken back by this. Well, it was it was so hard because it's like each time there's a draft pick, like Casey was the number one draft pick, but then there's also somebody else going to the other team, like Kenny. And then there's so he's not really a draft pick, but he is being drafted and put on a team. And then it's like the next pick, and then there's the whole do I am I picking a guy this round or a girl this round? And obviously whatever I'm picking, the opposite is going on the opposite team. There was no they could have had a little sidebar going that just like kind of had Fezzi, Mariah, and then the names kind of get slotted in there. And they did none of that, of course, and it was just – it was it was like our MVP, LVP picks when we get lost in the snake on STP. Honestly, too, if it was up to me, if I was doing this, 
if we are blowing up these um if we are blowing up the whole um team format or like the ride or die duo why not just you could have bananas and nani on the same team like what i'm saying is like instead of picking like if i pick a guy the girl goes to the alex's team or whatever why can't i pick bananas alex in and then he's like eh, i want anisa like and i said okay i'll take nani like it's just one pool of contestants. Yeah, it's just it's just a straight line of contestants, and it's it's just the draft order. Like if we're blowing up these rider dots, why why do they have to be set? And th and that's why I'm thinking it'd be something. And if it's like your bloodlines theory, it makes sense then why they're on separate teams. But like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's I good. mean, you I think you kind of see it with the strategy. It's not necessarily pick the best competitor. It's pick whoever has the biggest discrepancy within them or their ride or die. And that's why we Absolutely. saw, you know, Fez or Casey was the first pick because her brother is basically a cardboard cutout. And then the first pick for the guys was Jordan. And yeah, Jordan's a beast in his own right, but you're putting 500 pounds on the other team. And so it's, it's, you know, it starts off with kind of, I want to stick my opponent with the worst possible player that we have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're drafting your own team and you're also drafting the other person's team. Yeah. But again, what I don't think makes sense is like after the first like two rounds, Fezzi's team was already stacked. And like, I just don't understand how the hell that was possible. Like that just was not, it did not make sense to me. I don't think it was fair. Like I would have preferred, especially after this draft, I would have preferred it to be random. Like I would have preferred them to like pull names out of a hat. And just like have all the guys' names in one little bag, and each one of them goes in and pulls one, they get the guy, the other person gets the girl, or vice versa. You know, if they want to put the girls' names in a bag, that's fine. It's almost 2023. I get it. But like I I think like after this draft, like I thought it was terrible. I would have preferred anything aside from this. Yeah. So Trev, I uh, think we kind of go ahead. I think we kind of cut you off of the draft order should we just kind of talk about who the rosters of the two teams are yeah i'll, I'll read off the teams real quick um so you basically have this is Fez, team fezzy uh casey anisa bananas chauncey billups nelly t olivia tory and then you got mariah's carrie's team you got kenny uh jordan nani amber nariz horacio and devin so let me ask you this. I would say going into just next week's daily, I would say Team Fezzi is probably minus 350 to win it. The only outlier would be if it's something that requires each and every participant to contribute, which, I mean, very much like with Big Easy way back in the day, it's very possible. So I think aside from that, they're minus 350 in my book. So... I don't think realistically, yes, but I actually like Mariah's team better. Ooh. And here's why. From how the season's been played out, what's the number one thing? Puzzles, puzzles, puzzles. If I look at that team, I like that team over the other team with puzzles and crap like that. Plus, you have the equivalent of Big Easy on Fezzi's team. So... I like Mariah's team next week is what I'm saying. If, if we were to do that. a mini, if we were to do a mini final with what was set, like everything that was today. Yeah. I like Mariah's team more. I mean, you yeah. look at the people that was bad today in the daily. Olivia did not look good. Anissa, well, obviously. Speak for yourself. Maybe in the daily, but. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying in today's mini final. Okay. Performance wise. Performance-wise, yes. I mean, you probably have the two weakest people on that team. So, yes. don't get me wrong. Fezzi's team on paper, like, if you're talking strength, history, everything, absolutely it's the strongest by far. But I like – I think Mariah's team is very sneaky. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the old adage of you're only as strong as your weakest link. And, you know, you would think – in most settings, 
Like if you're going from a two-person team to an eight-person team, which is essentially what happened tonight, you would think that somebody who's bad or a weak link in a partnership, once you get put in a group of eight, that your impact is kind of decreased a little bit because you can kind of hide within your team. But I, I mean, I'm sorry, but like Anissa is so bad that she cannot hide. And it's like, you know, we talk about the teams compared against each other. Mariah's team, like Trev said, is it, 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 they can do a lot of different things. They're, they're versatile, they're well-rounded, and they don't really have a weak link. I mean, you would say it's probably like Kinney, but like, I mean, he can do some stuff. He can, you know, do a pull-up probably unlike Anissa. And like, I, I was also thinking too, what do you guys think of this theory? Let's say it is a bloodlines format where if, you know, Nelson goes home, that means Maurice goes home. Put yourself right now, the teams have just been formed, put yourself in banana shoes. Aren't you trying to like, depending on how it is, aren't you trying to maybe throw, let's say it's a female elimination. If you're bananas, don't you want to throw your daily to get Anissa sent in? Anissa goes home. Jordan goes home. You just made your team better by getting rid of by far your weakest link. And you got rid of really the ringleader of the other team. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, absolutely. I don't, I completely agree with you, but that is built on speculation on how this is all going to shake out. Because again, I don't think that's how it's going to work, but that's just speculation. So, like, it's speculating who ranks the rankers. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to that, but I do think your logic is spot on if that is the case. And if anyone is going to exploit the system and the format, it's going to be the banana man and he's going to get rid of the anchor that's holding down their ship. Yeah. And I think it, like Alex said, if, if that's the way you have to do it, you, you take that shot. So hopefully it's not what Alex said because that would suck. And I'm not a fan of that. So any think, other things from tonight's episode? I think the females on Mariah's team the collective group is where it could get a little dicey. You have Mariah, Nani, Amber, and Norris. And they're all fine, but they're all fine. They're all middle of the road. I will I will say this. I was surprised how high of a pick Amber was. Challenge champion? I would have picked Tori over Amber. Yeah, who would you rather give to the other team, though? And I'm just asking. Chauncey or Devin? I think it's a good question. That is, that that's actually true. It's a fair point. Um, I I think like of all those females on Mariah's team, they're all kind of the same in my book. Like they're all they're built very. They're well, not not quite. Like I don't want to discredit them, but like would I take them in a challenge or in a daily like this? Yes, because I think all of them are in pretty good shape. They can all run a good amount, but like. God forbid if they were to go in like a hall brawl against like Tori or like Anissa, like it's just not going to happen. Well, it almost seems like, it almost seems like um, Mariah's team is just kind of like the Island of Misfit toys. They just don't really are. They're just kind of placed there. Like it's kind of an awkward team. But that's why I kind of like it. You know, it's not like the one team where it's like, you know, kind of like that SEC powerhouse, very University of Tennessee-esque, you know, probably rolling into, you know, maybe it's like a, I don't know, a Marshall or somebody like a, a sneak Coastal Carolina, like a sneaky team that you just won't expect. Chattanooga. But, you know, it is what it is. But doesn't kind of all of this, what we're talking about right now, doesn't that make you – more interested in next episode than you otherwise would be because it's yeah. like something new we see these this team of eight compete against this team of eight we haven't had it and we're 10 episodes deep next week instead of seeing you know casey and kenny in the middle nani and bananas they're yelling at each other and laughing and nelson and Reese are running like it's the same shit every week so now it's a change up uh, yes the issue that i have is what is this format going to turn into? If it's the bloodlines format, I, I like we can speculate all we want. It, do, it doesn't matter. Well, remember we spent a whole challenge off season 
excited as all hell for the invasion format and then they made the champions go against each other <laughs> i know it was dumb that's what i'm saying that was the that was the biggest the i think i've always said the invasion hype was like one of the biggest <laughs> you have always said that trev that and dirty 30 i've always been on that I watch it. <laughs> all right what, what segments we got tonight that that's it for the episode right yeah uh, so we got well, and, and, uh, the elimination. Oh, there was no elimination. No one went home. Okay, great. Yes. So thank you for giving us a 90-minute episode without an elimination. Thank yep, you. Perfect. So I think we got just a quick little uh, this day in challenge history before we dive right into MVP, LVP. Let me guess. CT. Down goes CT. Goes home is the episode title. <laughs> there, there's no – there. I, it's not a. I don't think there's any more epi- or funny episode titles. This one isn't one, uh, but it is the same season. Uh, basically, your trivia question is on this day in challenge history, December seventh. Who did Robin lose an elimination to on the duel? Anisha. Yeah. Everybody said Anissa or Diem. One of those is correct. I kind of think it's Anissa. Robin lost to Anissa. I was I I good good for Anissa. All I gotta say is let's check the Safari history on that. Whoa one. whoa. Well, I was I was I was looking at I was looking at the everything that happened in this episode. And I don't know if you guys remember it, but I'm sure some of our listeners will. This was one of my like favorite old school challenges dailies. It was it's called Dine and Dash, and what they did uh, on the duel, everybody was on their own, obviously. And what they did is they split the group into two teams. So one team had like you know six guys or like I guess four guys, four girls. The other team had the same number, and they competed against each other by basically. They weighed themselves before, and then they all had like 10 minutes to eat as much food as possible, and then they weighed themselves again. Whatever team gained the most weight was the winning team, and then they basically did like suicides on the beach. That was the biggest loser? That was an awesome – that was so much fun to watch. God, weak. People were throwing up. I remember – I think Wes was on – Evan was the winner for the guys, but I think Wes was – on the winning team and then instantly like broke the rules in the running portion, just classic Wes. Smart. All right. Any other segments tonight? I think we got MVP LVP. MVP LVP tonight. You guys know what to do. I think Ryan McCord might be the only one in the chat tonight right now. Um, so if you can give us a order, uh, we'll finish off the uh, EP tonight. But uh, any other things? Was there an SDP bet of the night with you guys? I think it was uh, Hoosiers by 13 and a half, it looks like. I think so. You, you guys like IU? God. All right, let's hear it. Ryan McCord goes Andy. Trev, Alex. Andy going first with the MVP. Let's hear it. My MVP is very easy, very quick, very simple. Ryan McCord. I mean, he's he's holding down the chat. He's carrying the weight. Hell, he might as well be the fourth member of STP. So, I got to shout. I got to give him a shout out. He's my MVP. No honorable mention. No nothing. He's my MVP for tonight. He's our guy. We all know that. He's stepping up. He's he's carried us as much as we have carried the whole EP for STP tonight. So, he's uh he's my MVP tonight and. Appreciate him showing out for uh, all the AWLs. Perfect. Uh, my uh, MVP tonight is more of a blessing on ourselves, I guess. It's that we, I think, officially know that tonight was the midseason, uh, which only means we have nine more episodes of this bullshit. So uh, I like it. Nine episodes to go. We're not going in the 20s. 18 weeks is the max. No, no, we better not have – I mean – I won't even say anything else. I don't want to give him any other ideas. So what's, your, like what's your MVP? My MVP is, thank God we're at the midseason. 
I want all those words in there as my MVP. I don't think anybody deserved an MVP tonight. I was going to go chat with um, Andy, but like, no, I thought tonight's, I said it tonight's episode. I was not a fan of, um, so that was my pick. All right. I'll give, I'll give my pick after the, whatever yours was. Um, Oh, I think he in the top 10, maybe I'm going my MVP. Triple dub. And I know that, I know for a fact that what I'm going to give has been given before, but I can't remember what capacity it was in. But I'm going to go my MVP as MTV Live Functionality. And here's more so what I mean by that. It's basically there's a basketball game. We're watching it right now. Um, And so it overlapped with tonight's episode of the challenge. And so instead of watching them at the same time on the same streaming service. Uh, what I was able to do is I don't know if anybody else in the chat has ever done this, but basically when you go to MTV.com, MTV live, whatever it is, uh, you can either sign in with your provider or you can do it. We have done several times here is you just create an email or you put in your email, you get a 24 hour pass, you can watch MTV for 24 hours. So that's an hour and a half of the challenge and 22 and a half hours of ridiculousness. And, you know, each week you just plug in a new email address. I don't know what MTV's kind of logic is. I don't know if they have any sort of, you know, conversion rate of people who are, you know, signing into some, you know, subscription pass for MTV. I don't fucking know. All I know is tonight I was able to enter an email address that I never use and watch the challenge while also being able to watch the Hoosiers. So that's why my MVP is the MTV live functionality. That's good a pick. good pick. LVP tonight. My LVP, it's tough when, when nobody goes home. Uh, <laughs> my LVP... <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> My honorable mention MVP might be another MVP for Ryan McCord for just that statement right there. Ryan McCord. You did take my that pick. Is- I had a great pick. I know, I know, but it's not Ryan McCord. It's Ryan McCord's comment because <laughs> that was one of the funniest things that was ever said in this chat. I'm going LVP Anissa. <laughs> That's a great pick, too. I mean, you had – you had uh, five minutes of Fezzi and Mariah playing chess with all the little pictures of them, and the whole checkmate they were trying to play was get Anissa off my team at all costs. No matter what it takes, I'll let you have all the other picks, and I'll take whoever you know is on the other side of that as long as I don't have Anissa. She was um, – I mean, once they started that, that, mid, that uh, mid-season finale, you knew that – there was no chance they were winning. She was walking. She was crawling on those barrels. Surprised the plank, plank didn't break. But I'm going LVP as Anissa tonight. Great pick. Um. All right. So my LVP tonight is no elimination. Uh, when we get a 90-minute uh, EP and we don't have an elimination i mean come on then and there what 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 are we doing what did what did we move towards and i understand we did the new teams and stuff uh but we we gotta go like come on we we can't be here for 50 episodes like a lack of elimination um it hurts us It, it, it you know it it's just it's it's boring and it's repetitive and like I said, 90 minute episodes suck already. And the fact that you you don't give us the cherry on top, the whipped cream or whatever, like it's a slap in the face. So Andy, LVP, I think I kind of gave you a little D way to LeBron here. I could have chosen somebody that I'm hoping I'm dunk. No? No, I, I don't think so. Oh my I god. I don't think we're on the same page here. Um I kind of alluded to this earlier. Some might say I was kind of foreshadowing my LV pick, LVP pick. My LVP pick is foreshadowing. I'm so sick and tired of this shit. Like it has happened for the past, like five episodes, five minutes in to the episode, you know, like almost exactly what's going to happen. 
And guess what? What we didn't see today was someone being foreshadowed as getting voted in or as getting sent home. And guess what? That's because no one got sent home. Like, it's just so annoying that, like, they've completely given up. They're just like, yeah, we don't care. Let's just five minutes into the episode, let's make sure, like, everyone knows who's going to win the daily, who's likely going to be sent to the elimination. Like, I'm getting pissed off at it. Again, two minutes into the episode, I said Fezzi was going to win the daily. Like, and that's not even me trying to toot my own horn. It's just a nod to how shitty and lazy MTV has been all season when it comes to foreshadowing. It's lazy. It's lazy production. And at the end of the day, I mean, we could write better than the production crew there. It's 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 embarrassing to the point now where it's it, I feel like we we only laugh about it now. It is what it is. We move on. Uh, Will, it's great to see you in the chat tonight as well. Um, anything else from tonight's episode? Any other honorable mentions? Um, I was going to give an honorable mention, LB. That, that's who I thought you were going to go with, Andy. That's who I was going to leave for you. I, I think, think another honorable mention could be Scott Yeager. Um, you know, that I, piece of shit. <laughs> honorable, <laughs> honorable mention for MVP for Fezzi. Explain. He won the challenge. Yeah. We'll just act like we didn't hear that. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I've been your host, Trevor. You can follow us you on Twitter. At... What? You won the challenge. You can he follow us on challenge. Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at – actually, that's Stir the Pod. Instagram at Stir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Shout out Duffy or Daffy.